0: Jackie Case and Laurie Gil Martin. Jackie Kay and Laurie Gil It's the Jackie and Laurie show. The Jackie and Laurie show. It's the Jackie and Laurie show. The Jackie and Laurie show.
1: And
2: Laurie show. All right. Do I have to leave my light on? This is like an hour of <laughs> this is okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Movie. fine. Yeah, okay. like me.
0: Movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, too funny. Hey, nothing happened this week. Weird. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't uh, that's, it wasn't I'm kidding. It was it was the gas. Comedy against- wise? Yeah, yeah. Gaffigan. I was just gonna say Gaffigan. Yeah, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Gaffigan had essentially an epiphany. You know, he used to just be a regular comic, and then they turned him into this weird clean comic because he wasn't—he wasn't, he wasn't particularly dirty. He, I, I don't think anyone. Like twenty years, it. like twenty years ago, right? He was just a comic, right? He was just well, a headliner any- road guy who was clean and dirty and dirty and clean, and, but no. he was mostly, no, he was, he was a dirty, but I mean, he didn't, he wasn't like, I'm going to bring my nine-year-old to a okay. show, you know right. what I mean? That's what I'm saying, I'm not saying, okay. I'm just saying, but he sort of, he turned into this arena guy.
2: Yeah, sure, sure, sure. He got, he got uh, very successful. He right. found
1: there. Uh, there was a path that was that sure. was that he ended up going it's, on. It's a path. We're all looking for a path. <laughs> I'm not looking for a path. I don't know I what path. path. I want a path. There you go. You say
2: it like that. Lori Kilbarton was <laughs> like a path, you guys. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty awesome. Um, he he. Uh, I think he wrote something tonight on on Facebook where he addressed yeah. his Twitter quote rant or whatever. But yeah. I read uh, it. Yeah, I, I skimmed it, yeah. uh, but I, I was uh, it was a long. I didn't have time. It was to long. Read it. Yeah, yeah. But the the tweets were very exciting because uh, that's not his personality necessarily. I mean, you know, on on stage as as a performer at all and um you know obviously pr- every comic is a raging inferno of hate secretly and we all learn to uh, no. you know no. no yes yeah and you're <laughs> disagree, the worst disagree, by the way disagree. you're the worst
1: <laughs> you're the worst i'm not the worst you I'm are the, i'm the best <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> you're the angriest well, I'll say this, is that I do have rage that is recently discovered. It's been, it's been, it's a, I'm like an onion of rage. Yeah,
2: it's always anyway. been there. It's always been there.
1: Yeah, but here's, but what I, what I thought was interesting is because they do the same, they did the same thing to Gaffigan that they did to Brian Regan, right? Which is what they assume that these guys don't have opinions or brains, you that they, the aren't, they aren't fans. a whole person. Yeah, the, the, the media and their fans, like the okay. people, they assume that they're not whole people. Right? right that that they that they don't have a voting record that they like jim gafkin has like what does he have eight children i think five. he has 11 11 children and i think I, he's he's got a vested interest in the future the guy has like 16 kids jackie yeah <laughs> how many kids does he have Laurie? he has five kids yes <laughs> five
2: does
1: he have five does he have five children
2: Yes, he does. What are their names? But but for a comic, that is like having sixteen children for a regular person.
1: Yes, yeah, a great deal. It's, a, it's
2: yeah. a huge investment in the future and quite a show of confidence in your own abilities. <laughs> to have Any children on purpose?
1: Right. It feels like it. Uh, I read some article probably ten years ago about about having more than uh, two kids is bragging in New York <laughs> that yeah. your career is on fire.
2: Well, and you have the space. For yeah. two kids, yeah, um, yeah, that was that was pretty pretty exciting, and uh, and the yeah. so, a, literal, a woman named Karen told them to stick to comedy. It was That's so, so perfect.
1: It was a caricature. Oh, That's like a the great perfect. He, it was the perfect heckler, and then the perfect <laughs> response because he yes. could just say "fuck you, Karen," uh. and. You know, he just Let the guy it. the guy doesn't swear that often and he didn't swear 20 years ago, right? Yeah. He's he swears like a person who rarely swears. Right, I swear right. more than he does. And mm-hmm. you know.
2: Yeah, that was fun. That was really
1: fun. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Glad you had a good time with that.
2: one. That's awesome. It's uh Yeah. Um, but I think that was that was the big comedy news this week, right? I don't think yeah. there was anything crazier. I, I did uh, two outdoor shows. I gotta tell you two, about, two. Yes. Okay, so my buddy who produced my uh, special forty five jokes about my dead dad, down, the the stand up part, yeah. uh, Tammy Joe Darren and her wife Nicole. They produce shows at the Comedy Store. They produced a show called Bitch up in the uh, Belly Room. It's great. It's great. So, obviously, they haven't uh, the Comedy Store closed. So, um, they they built a stage. Like, they fucking built plywood. They made a stage. And they put tea lights up. And they have a pool in the middle. It's a, it's a huge thing that they built in the parking lot of the Magic Castle. The Magic Castle is this... Uh, is that hers? Yeah, that's her show. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. So it's the Magic Castle is this institution in LA where magicians perform, and you kind of have to know somebody to get in. I have no idea how that business model works, but is uh, it's, this
1: your car? Yes,
2: I do. Oh, okay, go oh my god, you're right. you're on fire in a bad way. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, the audience and then Magic Castle's on a, a little bit of a hill, so uh, the, the 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 comics are up. On the top of this, uh, a bit of a hill. And then we walk downstairs. This is all outdoors. We walk downstairs to the stage. And the stage is on. it built in the parking lot. So the audience is all in their cars. Nicole came up with this amazing idea where she bought these plastic hands that clap. And Nicole? Uh, uh, Tammy's, uh, Tammy's wife? Okay. So so when people like instead of honking when they like the joke they they clack and it's a <laughs> clacking sound and it sounds like like applause a little bit and, and it's a <laughs> This period. is
1: this is so funny because you're like no it's it's so
2: it's good it's, it's great it's got potential. There's so, yeah keep going. It, here's the thing so it's kind of sounds like castanets and okay. um and so. You know, I mean, obviously stand-up comedy is you're making someone laugh, laughter is an involuntary reaction, and, and, and shaking castanets is the voluntary reaction. So it's not, it, you know, it's a, a delayed response that people can choose to, to participate in or not. Maybe they don't like that they have laughed at a joke, so they're not going to hit their castanets. You know what I mean? Like, that happens, too.
1: That's so um, weird. It has sort of that same delay as being in a big room or being yeah. on the internet, but you're outside with real people, which is exciting.
2: It was. I was so nervous, and um, and we each had our own mic. You know, like there was at least eight mics on stands, and so as you, you you approach the stage, there's a stage hand underneath. It might have been the MC, but I forget. I was like so nervous, I forgot so much of it. Just kind of next to this mic stand, you're supposed to grab. You grab it, and you do your set, and it's like ten minutes. And you know, you get a light or whatever; it's easy to see. And um, you know, it was it was fun. I mean, um, you know, you're, was it in
1: the dark? Can I ask? Was yes. it in the dark? Okay,
2: dark. Uh, and uh, you're high up on Franklin in downtown in Los Angeles, and so you're looking over uh, like a lot of Los Angeles. It's a really beautiful view for the stand-ups. Sure, um, and. Uh, you know, people flash their lights if they like something. And, and you can hear some laughter. Some people are in convertibles and stuff like that. But, um, you know, they're hyper. Like, they take your temperature as you come in, as you, en- e- e- as you enter the area. And uh, everyone's masked and kind of uh, policed that way. Um, all those all comics backstage. But it was just so, you know, that hanging out with comics. And it was blessedly
1: different. I'm so fucking jealous. Yeah. It was different from doing this. I'm so fucking jealous. I I can't even, no one's asked me to do any outdoor shows. Nobody's asked me anyway, but it was great.
2: Um, Yeah. Well, you know, you know how to make a contact. Is that how,
1: is that how, is that how you
2: did it? Um, She asked me, but I don't. Yeah close. I'm sorry. You and I don't exactly have the same relationship with everybody on earth, okay? But yeah, we do.
1: Yeah, we do. <laughs> I am the same person as you, and I should have all of your friends.
2: Oh, you know what's hilarious is somebody, I'm not going to, wait, I'll, I can put it in the chat, uh, emailed me or DM'd me, and I responded. And then she said, yeah, Jackie. uh <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Like, oh. like, she forgot which one of us she was talking to. Fair and it's, I'm like, she should know better at this point, but that's okay. Uh, you okay. know what? It's a pandemic. You can't get mad about shit. Right. Um, it's a it's a slight, it's a it's a slight thing to get angry about. And I do it. Um, but oh and, yes, and you're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, that's man. me
1: being snarky just on just on chat. Yes.
2: Wow. Jackie Jackie's on fire and she's coming for me. Guys, help me. Help me. I'm gunning for you.
1: No, I just I'm jealous. What was the other
2: outdoor one? Oh, uh, were. It was. It, she's doing them Thursday through Sunday. So I did. Yeah. I did yeah. two in a row. mm Hmm. So, both nights, this is, so, you know, Eliza, are you, all right, just, I'm just, l- I'll be fine. seething. I just <laughs> just settling your jealousy for a second. That's okay? just, just gotta
1: have a moment. I just had a small, I just had a couple of beats where I just had to breathe. That's okay. fine. I had a lot of shows this week, too, you know, I had a lot of we'll shows. Well, get to your little show list. Yeah, oh, my little, little show list. <laughs> I had indoor show
2: lists, you guys. Let me finish. <laughs> but I'm definitely interested in all your experiences Jackie. <laughs> Um so <laughs> <laughs> such a dick. Yo, go, go. <laughs> so Eliza Schlesinger uh, was on both shows that I was on and she's about to do a tour, which is basically a drive-in tour. Right. You know? I saw and, I saw her Instagram. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was watching her and I think she's gonna do really well because she's she's very physical and Performing it that way, the more you use your body to sell the whole joke, the better off you're going to be. She had yeah. really great, she had really great sets both nights, and it was just, I was like, yeah, oh, she's going to fucking crush these things, you know? Yeah, there, it's you know, I, uh, it, I, I was in so much shock of performing that it was hard to really enjoy anything, and then to get used to the timing of like the castanet noises and that noise, you know what I mean. It's just, it's a lot to. To to switch, you know, in your head. It's
1: it's another new thing to learn. Yes. But it was but it was fun and They're interesting really fun. and different.
2: Bill Burr did one of them, so that one was sold out. That was packed. And then um, uh, Neil Brennan did one, and who else was there? Um, uh, uh, fuck, there's a lot of oh Sarah Tiana did this joke that I was so good. And I, and I almost didn't compliment her on it because I figured it was an old joke and no one likes to compliment on an old joke. But I did, and <laughs> she's like, Oh right, I just wrote it. I'm like, what the fuck? It has, like, three punchlines already. I was That's outraged. Awesome. But, uh, oh, my God. That yeah, was great. I saw
1: Eliza Skinner this this week, and I wrote, and I've talked about this joke uh, on, on this show before. Yeah. I, in probably 94 or 95, I had a, a cunt dick, uh, Bitch joke. The difference between the word bitch and cunt. Yeah. Eliza Skinner. All I had in 1995 or four was actually, it turns out the premise. Uh, <laughs> Eliza. Eliza Skinner has written the punchline. So ah, uh, yeah, it's nice. a great, it's a great fucking joke. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm.
2: Did you just see her recently do a set? Yeah. Weekend? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I did. Uh, I did. F- I did five, five shows this week which was one, uh, six, if you count. I did Winter Spears has a sort of a a live talk show kind of thing Mm -hmm. where um, they essentially talk about different, uh, you know, it's sort of just a riffing kind of three comics, and then they have an extra person come on. And I think I, I, yeah, I I didn't do, it was just chitter chat. It was just panel essentially, right? But then I did, I did on, on, Thursday, I did my show to work on stuff, which was good, and uh, had Mar- Bamford and um, Aaron Jackson do guest sets in front of the... So, that show was amazing. Cool. On That was on Friday. On Saturday, I did a Flapper's Benefit, and I think the benefit I did with Kylie, I did it with Brian Kylie. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, super. He's so freaking funny. I Such, know. What a goof, man. Yes. And then... Um, and he that- told me-
2: not an extra word in his jokes. Yeah, not I, even a fucking extra word.
1: You'll be happy to know that he said that he stopped listening to this show. Because <laughs> he used to listen to it. Then he realized he hung out with you for sixty hours a week.
2: There's no need to
1: hear This <laughs> exactly another another hour. You're he's good. <laughs> uh, and then I did a, a DNA benefit on Friday night as well, and all of those, both of those shows were really. Chris? For Santa Cruz, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: and has it, it, it DNA himself or for the club? DNA at his
1: club, and okay. you know he's he had to evacuate because of the fires.
2: Oh fuck! I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. So it
1: was a kind of a benefit for him.
2: Is the cl- is the club okay?
1: I think it's just evacuation. I don't think oh. that it, I don't think it has burned to the ground right, at right. this time.
2: So um and then oh my God, t- that poor guy he was fucking up in uh, near the paradise fire last year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah,
1: and then and then I did two sets tonight. DC Loft, which I'm supposed to be at in October. Uh yeah, possibly not. And then uh and then Wonder Dave, you know Wonder Dave? With Marcus yeah. uh yes yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, I did that show. Yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so yeah, so I did a pile of shows and all a bunch of great comics. A bunch of great comics. And so that was, that was super fun, actually. And, yeah, I don't know. What I liked, my favorite thing that happened this week was um, I couldn't remember the name of one um, essentially well-respected male comic. And I used another well-respected, but they're both kind of, you know, they're both kind of grumpy-ish. You I know, they're, they're essentially the a name. F-
2: can you put yeah. a name in the chat?
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, I gave you this guy, um, and you came up with in one. Remember that guy? Oh, uh, when we were chatting. Actually, yeah, yeah, I said. Uh-huh. I said. Uh, so it's like that guy, except for um, more storytellerish, more storytellerish, and uh, and just slightly less aggressive, but more conservative. But neither one of them super like neither one of them super liberal or super conservative. Oh, right. Yeah, they're okay. they're both they're both just giant.
2: They're just ego trips. Well, I, I, and uh, very funny, and both very right. very funny. I mean, we're all ego trips. But I do, but I mean, uh, some people are just not going to engage in politics at all, no matter what, right? Well, except oh, for that the
1: second guy does. That guy oh, he does. does. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. Okay, and um, but it's um. But they're both really good comics, you know, yeah. as far mm-hmm. as... And, uh, but they are, ba- they are canonized. Okay. W- why are you angry, though, about oh, that? I'm not. I think I just have anger. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think it's directed at anything in particular right now. Okay. <laughs> I, I am literally just a pitcher of anger right now. You don't have to pour me out. I'm <laughs> overflowing. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> I did five sets this week, which means that I should be on the fucking moon, and instead I'm like just holding on
2: by a thread over here. <laughs> understood, so, completely yeah. understood. Too um, funny. Yeah, uh, people are moving. You know, it's yeah. weird. Well,
1: um, why why stay if you're just going to work from your house? If you if you always hated L.A. anyway. Well, I mean, feel free to get out.
2: Do do you? Do you think L.A. is not coming back? I was.
1: Thinking- <laughs> no, no, I think L.A. is
2: coming back. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm assuming we'll be doing more, you know, we'll be doing spots within six months or a year, maybe? No? Right, well, hopefully,
1: but, uh, you know, it depends. I mean, I think people, I don't know, I think to some extent people are afraid, and so they want to be around their siblings and their families and their hometowns and where they grew up right yes yes yes
2: that's and that's one set of people but then some other comics seem to be going to just like relocating for career purposes
1: or you know? tax reasons
2: mm-hmm. okay really right
1: Did, didn't didn't someone say that a bunch of people were moving to
2: tennessee because they don't have income tax no texas okay but uh, but I, I know there's people moving to Nashville. Uh, yeah, I thought and that they Tennessee- don't have ties to Nashville. I'm like, why? I don't understand going to Tennessee ever. I mean, except for a gig, but I don't I don't I don't understand moving there. But someone like we're all kind of talking about it when at the outdoor show I, I did, Jackie. Yeah, and um, <laughs> such an ass. <laughs> uh, I forget which night it was. Was it night yeah. two or night one?
1: Said, but I anyway, we're uh, talking. Well, I did uh, a couple of outdoor shows, you guys. I don't know if you're familiar. <laughs>
2: And someone was saying, well, when you're in Nashville, you're three hours from every gig. You're not you're not doing cross-country, you know, six-hour flights and stuff. So, I mean, maybe that's something. But is there enough road work to justify just up and moving to Nashville?
1: Well, you can fly everywhere, but that's to say you could live in Evansville, Indiana then. If, I
2: mean which is no, even no, worse. Then you got to drive to the airport and you're, you
1: know. Right. Well, you know, Kathleen Madigan, I think has a little compound outside of Nashville. That's real. That's like five minutes from the airport. Well, why, but do you, you know her
2: better than I do? Why did, do, yeah. why does she pick Nashville?
1: Cause it is, cause you know, there's, we could move anywhere, right? I could move back to, to Milwaukee or Minneapolis and it would be the same, right? Um, you know, no, you then, wouldn't be doing spots in LA. Right. But it doesn't, I mean, I don't, I can right? right, but I could do what I do on on regular normal years, which is go to New York for a week or two, right, and do spots and remind everybody I exist, and you know, I think that it's mostly. Com- I mean, remember, I remember in, the, in when I first moved here, there were a bunch of comics who had moved here from Minneapolis four years earlier. Right. Who were like, you know, I'm still doing the road 35, 45 weeks a year. I don't know what I'm doing in Los Angeles. I'm just, I am just have a, I have an apartment that I'd never live in. So I might as yeah. well go live in Minneapolis where it's cheaper and my mom lives there. Right. And so
2: they, you know,
1: um,
2: yeah. Um, well, like Nate Bargazzi lives in Nashville. But right, he also and it has in, but a he's, family. He does, yeah. Your- i don't know what kind of coffee you drank before this podcast jackie but you were you were what do you mean what
1: do you mean mean? i did i did i did did two sets and i saw some seals down at marina del rey
2: oh (laughs) i saw your picture that was cute
1: yeah they were adorable so um
2: so uh but he has family and he's from the south so that makes sense to me i don't i'm like just jocked that like non-Southern comics are moving to the South. That's all. Well,
1: and Madigan remembers from St. Louis, which is, might as well be the South, right? Oh, that's
2: true. Right. The She shit, so, has shit a big family. Maybe she has some people in Nashville or something.
1: I don't know. I think because it'd be like, you know, there's a bunch of people who live in Atlanta, too, and they're not from. They, I mean, they've
2: got to be Southern, right?
1: <laughs> no, I don't. I think that it's just a nice
2: city. It is a nice city, but yeah. Um, you're- right,
1: but you have to, like, I don't know. Would you move back to Walnut Creek or would you move to San Excuse Francisco? Me.
2: <laughs> well, first, I don't like how you said Walnut Creek.
1: Uh, I'll say Walnut Creek however I want. I did a pool hall there seven times. <laughs> that was exhausting.
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I miss the swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> I do miss the Walnut Creek, uh, the Heather Farms. Is it, it, they had a really nice pool, and I miss the team. You know, I guess maybe like when I'm 80, because I think I'll be a mean competitor in my 80s in terms of master swimming. Maybe I'll. do and-
1: <laughs> Finally. Yeah. You're like, yeah, what I just but, need is I need all of you people
2: to, yeah, any, okay. But even moving to the Bay Area, you're, you're still, you know, you're still near a major airport. You're, you can still easily, I don't know, it just seems like Atlanta or Nashville, I mean, Atlanta, okay, Atlanta's a gigantic city and it's a major hub of Delta, so that maybe that's off the table, but. Nashville is really more shocking. It's really... Nashville's got
0: a lot of live show culture. Like, people mostly go out to see shows there.
2: Music, right? It doesn't have a... a I mean, it has one club, right? Zanies?
0: Well, but also the East Room. There's a lot of indie shows there.
2: Okay. All I know is Nashville has one club that doesn't book me, so I hate this <laughs> city. And I don't know why anyone would live there. But good for everybody. <laughs>
1: um, I'm wondering who's moving there that isn't Nate Bargatze and Kathleen Madigan.
2: I don't know if I'm allowed to say. I don't know if they're rumors or people are... are, are, are uh... That's like, <laughs> like,
1: get out of your homes. Kill Martin said that you were moving to Nashville.
2: <laughs> this but is I mean, officially your notice. You could, you could, I could be in Nashville right now, and this could be a gigantic, uh, you know, uh, what's
1: simulation?
2: <laughs> no, when, I, when I, I'm trying to misdirect, I guess misdirection. Sure. Well, uh, you're then, in
1: a bunker in it, You are in a bunker in Nashville right now instead of just Burbank. But I mean, you wouldn't you to have to
2: it. tell anyone, right? Right. And everyone could still think you're uh, in the the capital of show business wherever that is in <laughs> Nashville. I don't know. Right. I lo- I love
1: the idea that people think that L. A. might not be coming back. I was like, I'm sorry. There's literally if you. Dig for gold, you'll find a bucket of money that you didn't know was behind that weird tree. I mean, this town, it's taken me the 20 trees are years. coming back, yes. Yes. But? It's taken me 23 years of living here, or 22 years, however many years I've lived here, right, mm-hmm. to realize, like, I knew that there was money, and I knew that there was work. But it took 10 years for people to know that I was A, staying, and uh, and then to start offering me more work. And then it took 20 years for me to figure out, oh, there's like weird pockets of money where you're not even really, you're not famous, you're not even working on anything hot or hip. There's just a pile of cash, like leaves, over behind that weird dumpster by the liquid zoo. And you're like, don't go there. And then all of a sudden, you end up going over there, and you're like, oh, look, it's it's Quibbly, or whatever the fuck.
2: Quibby, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like, uh, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, I didn't know what that metaphor meant, but now I know you meant Quibby. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know what your tree metaphor meant. I'm like, oh, she means Quibby. But no, there's that thing of people writing a script and selling it, op- you know, selling it the option for it, and then it expires, and then they resell it. And I mean, I don't know how common that is, but people can write one script and make so much money off of it because it never gets made. Yeah. So yeah. So, so there's weird stuff like that, but um, it, it's like uh, obviously Rogan and Joey Diaz moved or is moving oh, to right, New Jersey. Right. So there's a lot of, a lot of kind of heavy hitters are leaving and leaving some stuff when clubs open back up, some massive amounts of stage time open. (laughs) That's going to be awesome. All of those guys should head out.
1: Uh, (laughs) So I saw today on Joe Rogan's Instagram. Don't ask me how I even got there. But um, (laughs) he's moving, right? So he's going through his shit. And he has like this amazing Buddha that he bought when he was on acid. And and he tells the story. And I was just like, yeah, when I think of Buddha, when I think of Buddhism, I think of Joe Rogan. That's who I think of. I think of that sort of, that real, it was a, it was a very beautiful statue. I bet it was. Oh, uh, did you see it as well? No, no, I'm hardly ever on Instagram. Oh, so okay. No.
2: Um,
1: Our yes. Instagram is hilarious. That yeah. guy, the guy Jay. He's Jen, great. Yeah. He's so great.
2: I he need did, to see more on it. Yeah.
1: He did Maybe a clip. He's great. Of, of me talking about Running the Light last week, mm-hmm. uh, that book that uh, I did. I recorded the audio for it, by oh, the way. Oh, right, right, right. And, um... And me talking about getting paid for it. And he tagged Sam Talent. <laughs> and Sam was like, ah! and I said, no, but I, I like Sam Talent. And I was talking about the bigger picture. And I think, and so he was like, no, no, I get what you're, I knew I was going to get my balls busted about not knowing <laughs> what to pay you. And, uh, and he's already paid me and I have to tell him that I can do pickups if he doesn't like the audio. Anyway, it's a great story. I'm stuck. wonderful wonder it. if will this clip. Uh, he <laughs> might. He might. Would you want to uh, do a max
2: fun thing?
0: Let's do that. Sure.
2: Hey, Jay Keith. Hey,
1: Helen. Hey, you've got another true-false
0: quiz for me?
2: Yep. Our trivia podcast, Go Fact Yourself, used to be in front of a live audience.
0: True. Turns out that's not so safe anymore.
2: Correct. Next. Unfortunately, this means we can no longer record the show.
0: False. The show still comes out every first and third Friday of the month.
2: Correct. Finally, we still have great celebrity guests answering trivia about things they love on every episode of Go Fact Yourself.
0: Definitely true.
2: And for bonus points,
0: name some of them. Recently, we've had Ophira Eisenberg, plus tons of surprise experts like Yardley Smith and Suzanne Somers.
2: Perfect score. woo You can hear Go Fact Yourself every first and third Friday of the month with all the great guests and trivia that we've always had. And if you don't listen, well, then you can Go Fact Yourself.
0: That's the name of our podcast.
2: Correct. woo um, I um, uh, hmm, I oh, I'm, here's the thing. So, I I did not want to be my mother like very early on in my life. So I didn't learn to clean anything or cook anything. I was like, "Fuck that! I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm not being her."
1: Right? And so <laughs>
2: now my house is filthy. It's just disgusting, <laughs> and I don't know how to take care of it. Like. Dishwasher-
1: Was she cleaning the house? Yes. Oh, no yeah. wonder. She, no wonder you. All right. Yes. You understand? <laughs> Don't my even warning. go there. Yeah. My grief is real. Now, now your grief is real. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: God. I'm like, I'm like this. This bathroom looks disgusting, and I'm like, oh, this is the this. It's been three months, you know, uh-huh. probably. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So whatever, I'll get to it. But but so my my dishwasher broke, and so I've been. I it's been. I mean, I lived. I lived in a few apartments in New York that didn't have a dishwasher, but I was never home, and I only tr- like my whole, all my meals were out of one plastic cup. Like I just wasn't,
1: you know, I was.
2: It wasn't participating in that part of life. I was just like, get up. I on feel like every night,
1: right? You have embraced this crazy ass boy thing that is exhausting to
2: me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah, I definitely want to. Now you got to you got you to
1: gotta, you gotta fight the fight. A yeah. male
2: comic, right? Yeah. So it, not in sex, in terms of sex, in terms of hygiene and, and food and all that kind of stuff, right? So, uh, so now I have all these dishes, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to clean them. And I can't get them clean. Like, I, I scrub them hard, and then I turn them upside down, and I pick up a glass later, and there's, like, spots all. Like, I don't understand how to clean things, right?
1: YouTube? Have you thought about looking at some new <laughs> uh,
2: And then I have this, uh, this shark mop. Like, it's a steam thing. And I haven't touched these floors since, like, 2015. I don't think my mom did either. I think it was too hard for her. But I noticed, like, every time I walk barefoot, my feet are filthy in, my, right. in the house. Just right.
1: crunchy and gross.
2: Yeah. Yes. So I, I took it out, and I... You know, it's a mental hurdle to to like figure things out and how to clean it. And uh, fair enough. It was, fair I did enough. it, it was pretty easy. There you go. So you I will, I'm like, well, I'm starting to learn shit. And then I almost gave away a blender. Right. And then Like I, uh, like I. You asked me if I wanted it. (laughs) Well, I did this thing where I, where a lot of people do this, where you buy something and that you think, okay, that now I can cook, but I don't know how to use this thing. And the same, so I got a Ninja blender. It had the word Ninja, and I'm like, this this is good. (laughs) So I wanted, but I, I don't know how to use it, and I don't know what to make with it. And so I was trying to give it away, and then I, and I had somebody that agreed to take it, and and I felt like I was forcing it on her anyway, and then I thought. Maybe I would use it, so I I, I texted her. And I said, "Would you mind if I keep my blender? <laughs> I might use it. I might use it. I'm going through a domestic phase I've never been through in my life, and who knows? Maybe you really I'm are. Things.
1: You really are. You're going through a domestic phase where you're going to have to figure out how clean you want the place to be. Because <laughs> this is what. Uh, so I always had roommates who were cleaner than I was, right? Right. I always had, um, and Nancy Cation, my stepmother, told me when mm-hmm. I moved in with Andy, I was like, uh, uh, "It's it's killing me. Some of the some of the dirt is killing me." And uh, cause I, and, and Nancy Cation explained something to me, and she said it's called a dirt threshold. Whoever has the higher dirt threshold has gets to clean less.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, whoever can you, tolerate right. it. I don't know. I can't stand it. I can't stand how dirty it is. So I clean, but he can't stand other things. So what I've had to do is A, fucking make peace with it. Right. And B, just clean it when it's driving me nuts. And so you have to just, what you're finding is you're finding your dirt threshold.
2: And guess uh, the high. boy.
1: Yeah, the boy probably
2: my, higher. My dirt threshold is 1992 condo high. <laughs> I mean, comedy
1: condo high. <laughs> are you are foul? That is disgusting. I, I am. I have to tell you, the first day in any condo, I spent the day cleaning it. Every oh, week, the yeah. one, the best year of my life was the year I followed Todd Glass around the day, around the country.
2: Oh, is he is he uh, in oh, and all that yes, stuff?
1: Yes, yes. Oh, he even at even at hotels, he'll strip the beds and wash the the sheets. Really? And then wow. remake the beds. Yeah.
2: Okay. So okay.
1: hey, let's do comic of the week. By the way. Yes. Okay. Is that cool? Yes. Yeah. So I worked uh, with this woman at uh, DNA. She was uh, at the DNA show. So she yeah. uh, she's a Bay Area comic, and her yeah. name is Bethany Van Delft D E L F T.
2: Awesome.
1: Bethany Van D E L F T. She was. Hello. I've never seen her. I don't know why. What? She's the mother of two. Right. Yeah. She's two little kids. And right. um. She had like amazing, like she had uh, these these jokes. She had a joke about white privilege that was, uh, that explained it by comparing it uh, to testicles. So it had a little <laughs> bit of
2: a. Oh, so a little bit. Socio and dick joke. I mean, those are my favorites. It is those, the best. It's the best way to explain anything to anybody. Because people listen.
1: It and, was amazing. Yes. <laughs> and then she had a joke about masks that was also an amazing analogy. That was so what I'm saying is that the stuff was it was smart and silly, and she had a really good stage presence for someone sitting at a desk talking into <laughs> a camera. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her in real life. And it's Bethany Van Delft, and that is her uh, Twitter handle as well. It's B E T A. What part of the Bay Area is she from? maybe Santa Cruz. I don't I literally oh, know her from 10 minutes of stand up right, and, right. and now I think I follow her on Instagram. But Bethany is spelled Bethany V A N D E L F T. Cool. There, there you go. Find her. Yay. Um and now we're, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: don't I, there. I, On Saturday I had I had a Zoom show at 6 and then I had a live show at 8. That was really sweet. Yeah. I I forgot to tell you that. I meant to tie you earlier.
1: I don't like you. Have we, have we <laughs> expressed? Have we talked about?
2: Congratulations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just twist the knife, Kill Martin. Twist <laughs> the knife. So, yeah, I was, uh, people were, people are going on the road and people are.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. I don't know. We went down to Marina Del Rey. Everybody had masks on for the most part, but there uh-huh. were restaurants that people were sitting outside in El Torito and Marina Del Rey.
2: Outside? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you're outside. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know. I haven't gone to a restaurant because I've read servers saying they wish people weren't going to restaurants. So, <laughs> <laughs> but Fair enough. you know, I, I, I I'm not really.
1: We got to go. We tried to go to Tito's Tacos. Yeah. Which is Andy's favorite taco place on the west side down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a line around the block. and That was at like two in the afternoon. Wow. It was like, so So we went to the pastrami place, and he said, This place has also been here since 1958 or whatever. Right? <laughs> he, he, he loves old LA. Like sure. he loves, he's like Matt Oswalt, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Does he like uh,
2: Pink's hot dogs?
1: He doesn't. He thinks it's overrated. Uh, but uh, have you ever been to Okie Dog? No. Huh? Uh, he, Okie Dog is actually foul, uh, but it's, it, it literally is, it's two hot dogs with pastrami and chili and cheese on top of it. Oh my God, that
2: sounds yeah. awful.
1: It's so, it's like you take a bite and you're like, this is an explosion of flavor. You take a second bite and you're like, I am full. And <laughs> yes. then it was $4. <laughs> wow.
2: You ever been to Katz's Deli in New York? Yes. The pastrami sandwich is like five inches Tall. It's amazing. Yeah, it's super t- yeah. You wanna ha- you wanna it's get a hat yeah. yeah, you get where you after three bites you're done, but you
1: when when, you when still we have get twenty
2: thousand more calories to
1: When when we get to go again to places, mm-hmm. I wanna be in New York when you're in New York and let's go to Barney Greengrass, which is my favorite. It's on the sure. upper west side, it's on eighty sixth in Amsterdam.
2: Yeah, I used to live on uh ninety six in Amsterdam.
1: It's Francis McDormand was there one time when I was there. Mm. That was neat for me.
2: Sure. I think she's still there. I don't think she ever lost.
1: <laughs> she lives there. She enjoys a whitefish, you guys. <laughs> well, yep. yeah. What about this week? Are you doing stand-up comedy? This, are you going outdoors and doing other awesome shows? Are you parasailing and doing stand-up for dolphins? What the fuck I is happening? I hope
2: so. <laughs> I think I have some Zoom shows coming up, but we should plug our show.
1: Oh my God, it's going to be an epic! I can't remember who's on, but it's literally a a, a handful of just killer comics, headliners all. All We went back and we found all of their names because that will help, right? We looked it up. We looked it up, and I wanted to have uh, Atsuko. On the show, and that's great. And I cannot pronounce her last name. I'm willing to own it, and I'm going to double check before I introduce her on Monday, the seventh at seven p.m. at Flappers, and but it's at Atsuko Comedy uh, on all the different things. And then Liz Winstead, founder of the of The Daily Show, and then yes, Joyelle Johnson,
2: yep. uh, Jody Miller, yep. and Michelle Abuto. Uh, there you who, go. Who hosts the Circle? And this is the only time my son has expressed any interest or respect for my <laughs> career, because I, I'm going to be on a you show know her. with yeah. Michelle Buteau. Yes, so, please. There you that's go. come for that. That's going to be a killer, killer lineup.
1: Yeah, that's good times, that one. It's Labor Day. Go Union. Yes.
2: November anyway. It's Monday. So okay.
1: the, uh Yeah, so, we're yeah, we're doing that show, and that'll be super fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I have two Flapper shows. That's at Flappers. That's a Flappers show, the Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie and Lori, Comic of the Week lineup. And then, uh, but Friday I'm doing two shows. I'm doing the 7 and the 9 at Flappers Virtual. Uh, and then Sunday I'm doing a, a birthday show for a fan. Nice. Oh my, my, my brother has spent, my brother Russ has spent the week calling me to tell me who's on Cameo. To encourage and then discourage me to be on Cameo. And then Are you going to do it? No, I'm already doing it. I'm doing birthday shows for people. Some guy had me mail him two Magic the Gathering cards that were just green mana that said Rangers of the Dark Forest and then the, he had me personally sign them. And they're I mean, people can just ask. I don't have to give Cameo twenty five
2: percent. Why do I <laughs> True, but there are people that wouldn't think to ask you till they see you on Cameo. They just start <laughs> scrolling through Cameo.
1: Well, I know Norm McDonald's on Cameo and I don't know. Uh my brother is fascinated that the blonde guy who was on the T V show Chips is the <laughs> lowest guy, the lowest paying. He was doing he would do your birthday or something like that for thirty bucks. He would call you.
2: Was this name John something? Yes. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. and uh and he and he did it russ was telling me that the guy did it over like a enough times to have made like a a thousand i was like it sounds like a grind russ i don't want to do it i'm already (laughs) i've already got a grind i don't
2: i can't um i talked to your sister are you by any chance uh, just so you know related Okay. No, we're yes. And I suggested to her that you and she have a conversation and we put it on Patreon so people can kind of guess who's talking because she she's like you but she is very smart about money, which you uh You are you in could a have stopped way.
1: you could have stopped at very smart. Yeah. Uh, she's like me because she is. She is like me but she much is. smarter. Yes.
2: It's it's very jarring. Um, <laughs> is it?
1: It does it throw you a little bit because you yes, want to mock yes. her and say you can't be right? Yes, and, but it's star location, so it turns out.
2: Yeah, yes. but um, uh, <laughs> are you refinancing or thinking of it, or have you even? Looked no, we at
1: did. It? We did it. Uh, Twenty sixteen. We refinanced.
2: Dude, the rates are like bananas low right now.
1: Yeah, ours is uh, ridiculous. Ours okay. is uh, that all right?
2: What the fuck? How did that happen?
1: <laughs> right, that's what I said. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Our, our monthly, uh, like right now, uh, that's our mortgage.
2: What? Oh my god. Yes. No wonder you're so cocky, sitting pretty, putting your Hot Wheels <laughs> on the walls.
1: <laughs> Van Nuys, you guys. Van Nuys. I'm not wow. living in fancy Toluca Lake adjacent.
2: Anyway. Oh, Burbank? Okay.
1: <laughs> Let's Look, I do have a new Hot Wheel. This is the uh, Wonder Woman Hot Wheel. Oh. This is uh, the car that uh, would be Wonder Woman. This is not the car that she would drive.
2: Okay, go ahead. Oh, uh, it sucks when we run out of things to talk about. <laughs> And you start not only were you talking about Hot Wheels, but it was a visual uh visual sure. conversation.
1: That'll be that'll be there for the Patreons.
2: Um so yeah, so I guess I'm gonna try to refinance because uh the rate it's like be one percent lower if I did it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh yeah, and if you, you could throw I mean, I don't know, if you came into some sort of windfall, you could throw a giant bag of money at it if you wanted to, but uh whatever, you know?
2: Uh no. Uh I have a a, a tiny windfall from my mother, but it's not, uh, it, it's something no, I will just hold on to in desperation because we're in a pandemic and people are leaving town because they think nothing's going to reopen. So, <laughs> uh, you know what's weird? What, what I want to talk about, I, now I remember talking to Darla. It's amazing to talk to my, people who have that, that relationship with money where it's where it, it's, it doesn't feel personal to them. Like, I was raised by people who had a very my, the, a complete fear, and sometimes well-founded, of bankruptcy, and and it then it actually happened. But then when my mom had money, she was convinced she didn't have it, and so she was afraid of the fact that she had it you know? Right. So it was nothing normal. And and so I, I think I've inherited that sort of thinking of, oh, I don't want to know. I, I'm i fingers crossed. Okay, I have a pension. That'll be okay. <laughs> That'll be, right? Right. Yes. You no, know, I don't think
1: anyone has a good relationship with money. And everyone's individual, for some reason, is crazy. But keep going. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: But did you, when you were on the road early on, like I used to listen to this this guy, I'm sure he's like a total right-wing nut, named Bob Brinkerhoff. Do you remember that <laughs> at all? He was like on 800 no. like he was on uh, uh AM right and, uh, he was, It was always Bob Brinker's, uh, money problems or whatever. And people would call in and I had no money, but I was interested in it. And, and I was like, maybe this will, this will bleed into my brain so that if I get money, I'll do the right thing with it. And it didn't, I don't even know what <laughs> anything is. And when I start to try to understand it, my, I just tap out. Like I, just, just the phrase buy money makes me, makes my head explode. I can't, I can't understand it. and, and. Financial people, finance people, like your sister, are so comfortable talking about that, and they, they grasp it. To me, it's, it's, it's ungraspable.
1: Well, let me tell you, if you were raised uh, nominally, uh, like radiation, like my, by my father, where he wasn't around a lot, but he affected all of our lives, that's mm-hmm. a bit. Anyway, so, but the thing is, is you would have an attitude toward money that is incredibly like there'll always be more money, and you just and, and, like the way he dealt like I was just talking to him yesterday, and he was like, "You know, I realized I made a lot of money, and I was like, Where is all that money and i said i don't know, Dad, I was wondering if you chose to have six kids on purpose and uh and he was like oh yeah that'll that'll eat through it and uh <laughs> but it's like i mean there's 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 always there's literally we were raised without money, but there was always money, right? There was, it was right.
2: like, it, it's a weird. It's but didn't a, yeah. you say at a time you guys were pretty poor in terms of you, or, or was that because your dad wasn't taking care of you? Like he had money, but he wasn't. Right. Well, when I, like, when, yeah, Your there was, stepmother came in and sort of fixed things, but was that an actual money problem or was that more of a neglect by a dad who doesn't know how to do that kind of shit thing?
1: When my parents got when my uh when my dad and my mother separated uh my father refused to pay child support because oh my God. because my mother was just drinking it, and um, and sp- and he didn't like how she, like, she, right. when he, because when they got married, she was like 16 when, when they met, wow. and 17 when they got married, and he, he did what my grandfather had always done, which was brought his check home and gave it to my mother, and assumed that was all he had to do, but it turns out when you're 17 years old, you don't have a lot of financial responsibility, so, uh-huh. like, my, my mother would do things, like, she would send all the laundry out when. When she got the check she would do things like buy us all new clothes and uh buy new furniture and send all the laundry out until she ran out of money and then we were all wearing weird like there's a couple of pictures of me i'm wearing like a, a pillowcase and tights wow. and uh or there's a picture of me wearing like a wedding gown and i'm four right <laughs> i mean it's like it's either it's it's famine or feast, right, kind right. of thing? So when he left, he was like, I'm not going to give her the money. I'm going to give the money to my mother, his my grandmother. And then everybody just went to my grandmother's house to eat. And then my grandmother would, like, buy clothes and stuff. But I was too little. So my brother Phil would, he would cook for me. And so there was, like, three years where I was eating, like, weird, like, I, I still, to this day, hate buttered noodles. Because he was, like, 11 or 14. Aww. So he, he, he didn't know how to cook. Aww, sure. So sure. But, 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 like, so there was no money, but there was money, you know? I mean, right. like, yeah. my dad was making okay money, but he wasn't giving it to my mother. And my mother, every dime she made, wasn't using it wisely at that time. <laughs> so, I mean, there, so there was, but I know that when Nancy came... There was this, this, this sense of lack, you know, she was like, we have to organize the money and my dad didn't trust quite as much. And I don't know, there was some issues and stuff like that. So my, the, how it manifested in stand-up was that I didn't quit my day job until 2003. I was working 30, 40 weeks a year plus having a day job, but I always had a day job where they would let me go on the road. Right. Right. Like when I lived in Minneapolis, I could go on the road every weekend and just work 40 hours on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then head out on Thursday through. And then, and so that was great. And then when I moved to LA, I had, I wasn't working as many weeks. I would only work like 20 weeks a year because they would let me do two, two, either I could do two 10 week runs or three, six week runs. And uh, my boss would get a a attempt to take my spot.
2: Wow. I I I had a I still was still working for CMP a media whatever website H, company yeah, yeah. Uh, while I was during my first season at <laughs> Tough Crowd because I was certain that <laughs> I was right? like coding on the weekends and at night and trying to get my spots in because then I was you know.
1: That's, that's, we're that kind of comic. And yeah. then there's other comics who are like, I've been doing it two years. I quit my job. I'm living in my car. <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> yeah, want- right, right, right. I never wanted to live in my car. I wanted to. Uh, me yeah.
1: neither. I've lived in a car. Uh, I vaguely remember.
2: <laughs> I don't want are, any part Are of there any female comics that live in a car in a, in a hardcore way versus, I mean, I, I would.
1: Uh, Carmen you know, like- Morales. Carmen Morales. Six yep. years.
2: Mm-hmm. Really,
1: yeah, she literally did the road for six years in her Saturn, where she oftentimes slept in her car, and then wow. get this, you know what the end of that story was, and then she wasn 't killed uh, <laughs> <laughs> terrifying i wouldn 't have done it yeah. I had a hard t- i, I didn 't even like you know you know when you had to drive those ten hour days yeah i, I didn 't even like going into I would rather park, not by the truckers, because that was not safe oh, no, either. No, no. Right. But I, would, I wouldn't do the get off the road at the rest stops either, because that was super not safe. No. I, I would go park by closer to where they would eventually roust me. I would just take an hour nap. They would let you take an hour nap, but uh, at the truck stops, but like near the front door, just in case, I, so t- someone t- could see me be murdered.
2: Yes. No, I would... I would go to Denny's and park in the Denny's parking lot cuz it's open oh. 24 hours. Yeah. That's well, what that, I recommend that's a good to anybody. Never park, never sleep in a truck stop uh, ever or ever. Anything. Try you know, not go, to. Yeah. Yeah. Go to a place that's open 24 hours, a restaurant and just uh, fall asleep in
1: the One t- one time I could not stay awake and I and I did a rest stop and a cop rousted me. Oh, uh, and he was really? like, "Nope." And uh, and I said, he said, "Lady, this isn't safe." And, uh, and you can't. And I said, okay, I was just falling asleep. I'm so sorry. But I had had about, you know, 30, 40 minutes of sleep. And so I would rather, I've always been a, uh, let me ask you on the road. Are you a person who could drive after the show overnight or are you a person? who? Oh yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't do it. I always got up at 4 o'clock in the morning and drove into the sun. No. That was the only no. way I could do
2: it. I, I came, I would pull into, I would I would drive into the sun as well, but I would pull in at 6 in the morning and then fall asleep, yeah. not. I couldn't do that now, but, or, you know, in my 20s and 30s. Right, right, right. Yeah, I would constantly do that. I, would, yeah, I was do so hyper from the show. I mean, you can't sleep anyway, so I, I would never be able to wake up at 4 in the morning if I was up till 1 a.m., Cause uh you know I it. Killed you gotta unwind right right yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You,
1: you, you gotta unwind but I was I would be better with four hours of sleep like getting to sleep at like one thirty two waking yeah. up at four four thirty and 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 then driving straight and getting into the then I get home at like three o'clock in the afternoon and I could just sleep and I then I would sleep until the next day and go to work wow because I I could sleep like twelve fourteen hours I sleep yeah. like the big cats that's what I like I like to get. <laughs> Uh yeah, I like to get that kind of sleep. So Um
2: I I had uh, I, I was just a comic at, when I was living with my parents up until I was like yeah, yeah. 30, thirty-two or something. And then when I moved to New York, then I had a day job doing web stuff uh until uh, Tough Crowd the second season. <laughs> or, <laughs> or,
1: yeah, <laughs> Um, yeah, I love that. I think that that, because the thing is, you don't know, you don't know. And yeah. I, I quit my day job in 2003 when I got my half hour special at Comedy Central. Yeah, And it was, uh, and it paid $15,000. And I was like, this that's a lot the in 2003. And it was the most money I had ever made on one gig ever. And wow. I was like, if you don't take this chance and believe in yourself. And so that first six months afterwards where I was scrambling to get one-nighters just out of L.A., because I, I had my, you know, I had my 20 weeks, but that, yeah. but I had broken my road cred, right? I had sort of broken my, you know, um, I, I only had sort of 20 weeks because I hadn't been doing the, because I had spent five years in LA oh, I see. just oh, doing okay. those 20 oh. weeks.
2: Uh, so not enough bookers knew who you were. Or the, yeah, you yeah,
1: know? I'd let okay. things lay dormant a little too yeah, long, yeah, yeah. so I had to scramble. And I was doing one. Rontowski helped me out a lot. She got me a lot of one-nighters that first six months. That's awesome. Where I was like, I gotta come up with four hundred and fifty dollars in rent. I gotta come <laughs> up with, you know. And I think it was, yeah, and it was. Uh and then luckily, uh, Andy Ashcraft wanted to move in together, and he had a really good job, so uh, I started, uh, you know, the tea to the government. Sir. Sure. Hmm. Well Did did we do two breaks or should we take a break now? Uh yeah, let's take
0: a break and then that'll coast us in. Okay. We interrupt the podcast you're listening to to tell you about another podcast. That's right. We got this with Mark and Hal. That's correct, Mark. This is Hal. We do the hard work for you, settling all of the meaningless arguments you have with your friends. So tune in every week on the Maximum Fun Network for We Got This with Mark and Hal. And all your questions will be asked and answered. You're welcome. All right. That's enough of that.
1: We got this. All right. Good times. I have so I have I did DC Loft and Wonder Dave show tonight, and they were both we had trolls. We had Zoom Bomber at at at, uh, DC Loft. DC Loft. Yeah. I was like, did you guys not have registration? And I didn't get an answer because someone was playing mariachi music a lot and screaming, fuck you. And, uh, <laughs> and then, but they kicked <laughs> them out. They kicked them out as fast as they can, and they came back in very fast as well. Oh it was weird. Oh, my God. What an yeah. odd
2: heckle, uh, mariachi music.
1: I know. Usually, I like I, I don't mind it. I, I live right off the Pacoima Wash. It's not like I don't hear the, the glorious sounds of, of guitar
2: and, and you trumpet. You know? That I was just thinking of the castanets sounds again. Yeah, I guess from to your Car- live show. Yeah, yeah, from the live show. I mean, I oh. get I guess both live shows. <laughs> I was thinking was it the first one or the second one? But it's probably both. Do they get um, to
1: keep the castanets, or do they have to give them back? And they I think they them? get to
2: keep them. I think they get to keep them. That's part of the cover cover charge. Ooh. but I. But Tammy said she showed me this. Takara Williams uh, did one of her shows. And somebody who's living in a high-rise, like, maybe on Sunset, uh, was able to see into the show. And so they, they took video of Takara's set and sent oh, wow. it to Takara. And uh, it, it just oh, looked so fucking cool. I'm like, could that person record everything and we just release this as a Netflix special? Because it's uh, fucking cool looking. It's good for Tammy Jo, man. She yes. is. She
1: talk She's about hustling. hustling. She's yeah. working harder than some of these comedy clubs, for fuck's sake, man. She she has always grown. You know she grinds it out. She's mm-hmm. uh, she's one of the great producers of the world. Quite honestly, mm-hmm. she's really yep. really good at. It. Speaking of the store, Carmen Borel told me that she's going to do her podcast live in the comedy store with the audience in the porch in oh, the oh that's through cool. th- through the window I guess or something.
2: And oh, I heard they own the land that they're on. So
1: oh, the store owns that building.
2: Why? Like, there I we don't, go. I, good. You now I'm caring about financials about comedy club and uh, what's the improv situation with that? Uh, <laughs> just a land on Melrose. but yeah, I mean that's good. So they don't have they don't have to worry about that. So I'm sure they'll they'll remain in business. That's great.
1: Hey, so, and this guy emailed me and asked me if I could help him because he's lost a bunch of income.
2: Huh?
1: Yeah, I just typed a name, but let me tell you, yeah. I'm I'm. I don't know. I could be supportive, but not sympathetic. That seems backwards. Uh,
2: but a uh, uh, lot of road work. You mean? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. just.
1: I think he's a cruise guy,
2: cruise ship guy. Okay. I think those guys I, are I, fucked. Oh yeah. Um. Definitely. Uh, if you that were, may not
1: come back. That that actually may not come back as a thing. <sighs> that
2: sucks. I wanted to do. I wanted.
1: I you was wanted that year be your retirement to cruise
2: ship comedy in like fifteen years. Like you're alone of, my, of the two my of us. board.
1: Of the two of us, you are come alone. Come on. Well,
2: shoot. You know.
1: Uh, yeah, I have a I have an eating disorder. I can't be on a floating <laughs> you buffet. you a buffet. Yeah. It's a terrible life choice. I understand. Uh, you do. You get it. But uh, I think uh, I think we're close. What? So what shows you? You got shows this week?
2: You said. Yeah, I, but I don't. I haven't print Here's my August calendar that I keep on the wall. Yeah, I've printed out nice my one. September one. I'm sorry, so I don't have them to plug right off the top of my head. And Can I only week. want to plug our show on the seventh. That's At the only seven p.m. confirmed about in the next week. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so the shows that I've been doing, you know, I'll, I, I've been doing them on Fridays the last couple of weeks because I've had yeah. a bunch of sets on Sundays. Uh-huh. But um, the uh, I, I've just been, like the people who donate every month, I've just been putting the link out to them. And today my brother was explaining to me that, uh, you know... With, he was explaining. Oh, he sent me, my brother Russ sent me these two clips of how fi- financial stuff works in the music industry. And I was like, yeah. yes, yes, that's how it works in the. In the comedy industry, he was like, yeah, you know that these musicians are—they get these email lists together. And then they just they literally, they're like, I'm coming to Toledo. And then they send out an email blast to everybody they know in Toledo. And I was like, yes, yes, I have five jobs, Russ. And he was like, so you do that when you go on the road? And I was like, how long have we known each other? It's very weird. Anyway, it's
2: a fascinating story. Somebody at the live show was telling me that they were (laughs) doing... They're doing it. they're doing a show, like a secret show in a club, you yeah. know, and it's, it's just like, I, I don't know what to say, because I was like, are you worried, because the audience will be laughing your direction, aren't you worried about yourself, and they were like, no, there's six feet between us, I'm like, six feet's a fucking guess from scientists, it could be more, like, it, it, you know, like, it's. I, there's, I, it's just so strange to me that comics that are that are kind of healthy and health nuts think, yeah, they got this. Like, they totally. Yes, I know yes. how to not get it. I'm good. I'm I ex- good. That's it exactly. Oh, That's it exactly. it. About- it's a virus. It'll get you. It could get you. You could be the one that it gets. You could be the healthy person it decimates. You know.
1: I uh, want a plexiglass in front of me and the audience. That's what I want. If I go back inside a room.
2: Right. I, I think don't.
0: we're done, right? Oh, yeah. Can I do the plug real quick for Lisa's record?
1: Oh, hey. Oh. <laughs> you guys, you, sh- you should know. Well, well,
0: Lisa Curry. Those to the end need to know you're the hardest course, so you got to support this. Uh, yeah. A friend of mine and friend of the show, Lisa Curry, uh, her first debut comedy album is coming out on 9-2 and a couple of days after this comes out called Alive for Now. It's pre-available on Apple Music. She recorded the whole thing herself. She booked herself for two nights in London after a bunch of American clubs wouldn't book her for a debut record. Uh, she is legitimately one of my favorite comedians and just watching...
1: Lisa Curry.
0: What a yeah, badass. she's hilarious. And, the whole she's thing herself.
1: Yep. and yep. it's Alive for a
2: While or Alive, alive for Now?
0: or Alive for Now. Alive for Now. A, what I think so. Wait, title. let me double check. No, Alive for a While. Let me get alive it right. Alive for okay. a While. That means Alive
2: text. for Now is open and available <laughs> to
0: was to name her album, but uh, yeah. So uh, check that out, guys, and thanks.
2: MaximumFun.org.
0: Comedy and culture.
2: Artist-owned, audience-supported.